Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, which is a podcast about the pandemic, specifically the COVID-19 or novel coronavirus pandemic, and things related to the pandemic, and some things that are only slightly related to the pandemic. My name is Tom, and I am not a trusted authority on any matter relating to uh, the coronavirus or health and safety, so don't trust information from me. Uh, Hi, you can call me Rachel. I am also not a trusted authority on uh, pandemic information, but I am a trusted authority on uh, research papers for very specific undergraduate courses. Yeah, I finished my class. Yeah, yeah. It has been some time since we we last recorded. It has been almost a month. Yeah. Uh, In that month, um, I am no longer burdened with uh, school. I'm free. (laughs) Um, I was finally able to, uh, with a lot of um, assistance and generosity from my friends in my life and my professors, I was able to finish my incompletes. And that made me very, very happy. I'm very exhausted still from, (laughs) from that, but... Yeah. Wait, so so does that mean you have graduated or are ready to graduate or? Mm, no. Um, it means the whole like suspense of my taking these two courses the past January to now was my GPA was at a very low state. And if I took these classes and got below a B minus, I would automatically go into my second academic suspension and it would Hmm. really, really make it difficult for me to graduate later. So by completing the courses and by getting a high enough grade in the courses, I am no longer like in immediate danger of uh, that happening to me. Um, But I'm not, I'm, I'm like two classes away from graduating, but I am sure as hell not taking uh, more courses this fall because of many reasons. Uh, first of which, I'm not I'm not taking courses uh, during the presidential election cycle, and I'm not taking courses with my school, like, figuring out their fall semester. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be good. Hmm. I'm happy where I am right now. Yeah, well, congratulations on um, completing your incompletes. Thank you. I feel complete. That's good. Uh, other than that, how have you been for the past month? Um, it's been a time. I think what was a really big spiral for my family, um, and full disclosure, I did listen to like our July uh, <laughs> episode that you just posted before going into this, which feels like a very long time ago, because because it it is. The past month had been like a a lot of worrying for my family what the elementary schools were going to do for my nieces to start school. And when uh, that school system decided they were going virtual, it was also like a very big relief. But a lot of other schools are still pushing towards reopening. So it's like we're a little bit removed from that, but again, my my college that I'm not attending in the fall is in person, um, and a lot of the like surrounding schools are gonna be in person, but it's like not immediate. So that's been like what I have been thinking about a lot of the past month. Yeah, my mother's a teacher. Uh, she teaches at a K through eight school, and the last I heard from her, um, they are planning on fully opening and not requiring students to wear masks, mm-hmm. which sounds like a bad idea to me. Yeah, it's a lot of 
everyone gets to do their own little thing, and there's no good options, but some are worse than others, and that sounds worse on the worse end. Yeah, there are other measures that they are taking that are um, like distancing-related measures, like mandating how many people are allowed to be in a room at a time, how far away they have to be from one another, but a lot of those sound like impractical levels of discipline for kids who aren't used to that level of discipline to the point where I worry that it's going to be like two or three days of trying to follow those rules and then they'll realize that it's untenable and then they'll just like let things slide and so it'll be like there's no rules at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean probably money is the answer for why like elementary and private schools are reopening but I, I know for sure money is the answer for why like colleges are are still trying to push to start in person, even though like all of the writing on the wall sort of indicates that they're even expecting that it's going to last maybe a month and they'll have to go to virtual anyway. But it's not safety. It's not like uh, the lives of the people who work there, you know, like particularly the like cleaning staff and people who are not very well paid to be at the schools or the teachers and students lives yeah so speaking of working at colleges and universities which i do okay. <laughs> um i haven't gotten like a, a fully official notification of this yet but what i've essentially been told is that i'm not expected or perhaps even allowed to go back to work for the month of august and it's possible that i won't be expected to come back to work for the rest of the calendar year well, that's good that's almost like google google has said uh, not until 2021, so that's close. But yeah. I, I sense an exception. Sorry. No, no I mean, not, not really. I think I think there, there may be um, occasions on which I will go in anyway for just like a one-off day, mm-hmm. and and also like I this hasn't been like firmly communicated to me, but it's been I've been essentially told that's the writing on the wall, which has uh, honestly it's been very much a relief both to know that. I won't have to deal with those safety concerns and also to have kind of a longer timeline on the whole remote working situation. You know, I felt like constantly throughout this pandemic, I've been feeling like, you know, I just need to get through the next day. But I've, I've I've gotten to the point where I'm ready to kind of think on a longer horizon and be like, OK, well, what's what's next? What's the end game here? And it's been rather frustrating not to be able to have those answers because nobody really knows what the timeline of the pandemic is. But uh, to at least be told that I, I've basically got a four month, uh, a good idea of what the f- next four months are going to look like. I don't know. That's that's not bad. I mean, a lot of people throughout history who haven't been dealing with pandemics have had no idea what their next four months were going to look like. So um, I feel like I'm in a relatively good place as far as that is concerned. Yeah, it it is insane that it's it's really on a sort of school by school, business by business level for people to have to like fight for this, this will hurt people. This is very short-sighted and very profit-based or, you know, whatever the argument is for reopening, like to have to be making that argument. And like you said, like it does make it very impossible if that's what like the only thing you can focus on, it, it is impossible to focus on anything else. I know from like a family of people who are a teacher's perspective, uh, until their school system said that they were going virtual, it was completely impossible. And there was no way to really imagine how it was going to work, even when their school system was saying, oh, we're going to, you know, have people come in school and you're going to be also teaching online classes and you're one person, but we're going to make it work. It was just 
impossible to practically be able to do any of the things that, like, it's hard enough to make a class, teach content, actual, like, the actual things of a teacher to do that they're, like, trained to do if you have no, like, you're playing in fantasy land where people are trying to uh, get you to be in an unsafe situation. Uh, so, yeah, that it is a big relief when... Uh, people get that. Yeah. So I think um, having a bit more of a, of a perspective on that has, has been helpful to me. I um, One of the reasons why I, I wasn't able to do any kind of work on this podcast in the month of July is uh, because early on in July, I kind of got hit by like a weird wave of depression and malaise that made it very difficult for me to do anything with my time at all. Mm-hmm. And then I, w- I was gradually able to kind of claw my way out of that with help of therapy and all <laughs> Also, like kind of getting that, getting a clear picture of what my next few months of work would look like. But when I clawed my way out of that, I had to contend with the fact that, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm about two or three weeks behind on my seven week online course and I had an exam this past week. So basically all of my um, mental spoons that I had been kind of building up had to go towards keeping schoolwork running and then like maintaining baseline level of feeling okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I got, I kind of got over that hill last week. I'm more or less caught up with schoolwork and um, I just happened to have like a really good weekend of this past weekend. So um, I'm, I'm in a more energized and positive state this week. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm feeling good. Wow. Powerful. (laughs) It is powerful, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean that. <laughs> uh, it does feel very good uh, to to claw your way out of stuff. Um, yeah, at the same time, I know I'll be back in it at some point. But um, I, I made a decision, which I, I'm quite happy about. That next week, I am going to be taking a vacation. I'm going to be going to Cape Cod in a house that belongs to my grandfather, which I don't think I'm going to have any contact with any other members of my extended family. So I'm not really concerned about the social distancing aspect of it, but I'll be prepared to social distance if I need to during the vacation. And I'm just going to kind of unplug from work and, you know, social media and pretty much everything. So I'm I'm excited to that. I'm looking forward to that. That's nice. Yeah. I know two things. No, I know one thing about Cape Cod. Lobsters exist there they, they do exist yes <laughs> I, I hope it's a good time um i saw on twitter that you were expecting the topic of baseball to come up on this episode um yes when it comes to baseball, i expect nothing i have no expectations i have only fears i believe baseball is a sport that kind of you are involved with i mean it's not real it's not real but what is yeah baseball is like a simulated online fantasy baseball game i say fantasy baseball it's not not in the sense of like fantasy baseball like the established thing where you like i honestly don't know how fantasy sports works but this is just like you sign up on the website you you decide which team is you're going to root for and then you have like fake coins that you can bet on games um, but there's like a fantasy element to the games where sometimes the players get incinerated by rogue umpires. Oh, there's like an eldritch horror aspect to it as well. <laughs> and all the like all the teams have the teams have names that real teams would not have, and the players have names that real players would not have. But there's there's but they're very good names. Yeah, like the like my my team that I root for is the Canada Moist Talkers. Some other teams include like the Yellowstone Magic, the Philly Pies. The Chicago firefighters, 
the Chicago firefighters have a, um, they have like a chant that their players do, which is, I think one of the best chants I've ever heard, which is we are from Chicago. Um, yeah, but there's lots of like memes and inside jokes and lore. And, um, also like there's always a game going on. Games, games happen every hour. Um, and they take about 20 minutes. So there's pretty much always, you know, a game that is either happening or just wrapped up and then you're ready to bet on the next round of games. Yeah. So So I don't know how intentional this was on baseball's part, but uh, the the existence of the sport came to my attention uh, right as the the real non-fantasy American men's baseball team league mm-hmm. was starting their season to many headlines of, it's a miracle, baseball, it's back. <laughs> and then like, you know, a week later, it's terrible. Many players uh, have to cancel games because uh, they have tested positive for coronavirus. I live near D.C., so... Um, um, the Washington Nationals, like one of the first games, there was like a really, really loud thunderstorm during one of their first games. They had to like end the game halfway through, um, but they that was they were they were playing baseball like you do, and it's sort of been uh, going on as a like not bad example of like how you do not successfully do a sport league in the time of coronavirus because they had planned it to not do a bubble and they had done it where like the team travel to each different city um and it it really isn't working out well uh so that's when baseball sort of uh appeared on my radar just as uh american baseball was uh making its sort of like sad comeback. Yeah. Uh, baseball is only in its third week of existence. And I, I found it, I, I kind of found my way toward it last week. So yeah, I, I have to assume that it was at least somewhat intentional on their part to have it coincide with the return of American Major League Baseball. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, th- there is a certain amount of like sophistication to the game as they created it, where it's not like it's something they just threw together. The developers, like they haven't, I don't think they've given any interviews about, about the game. I don't think they've said anything about the game except in like the voice of the game, which is it, it's 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 like a very odd in character. Like there is a um, there's a commissioner of of baseball who is apparently an intern who got roped into being the commissioner for some reason and tweets from the baseball commissioner account. And like whenever the website has been having like a lot of technical problems, like it seems to crash several times a day. And whenever it crashes, the commissioner announces a siesta. There's like a ritual to it, like um, which is which I which from what I gather is is like being a real sports fan where there are, um, you know, rituals around, you know, being a fan and, and, and going to games and, and things that you cheer and things that you get excited about. But, um, I've never really been all that interested in real sports. This somehow, uh, this somehow captured me and it doesn't require that much of my attention because the game, the games themselves are not all that interesting to watch because it's like reading a ticker where it says like, like a player, like, uh, like Tyler Violet has come up to bat, like Tyler Violet, one strike, two strikes. And then like, uh, Eugenia Garbage uh, hits a home run. And like, it just like, it's, you read it on a ticker. There's no like um, visual component. You're getting like the sort of uh, radio or like the the broadcast version of events. There's not like a game you can see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There isn't like a commentary, although I believe there are some like people who have started doing commentaries on Twitch where they'll just watch the game live <laughs> and they'll do like a radio style commentary. 
And there are some times where like watching the game can be interesting. Like what I will sometimes do is all the games start like at the top of the hour. And so sometimes I'll log in at like, I don't know, quarter past the hour and see, all right, what, what games look interesting? What games have close scores? Um, where are the games where like someone who has predicted to win is is just getting walloped? And and sometimes it, it, it can be fun to just kind of watch and also like be parked in the in the baseball discord and watching with other fans who will like go wild when a piece of text comes on the screen saying like bottom of the ninth uh seattle garages at bat <laughs> that kind of thing so yeah it's a it's a fun time yeah uh if i can take you to my sports corner for uh, a moment this was the year um i was hoping to like really get into uh women's soccer you know like go and see games of they have a women's soccer league that you know each not each state it's like very small so some states have teams um and i was planning to you know like go see games but that was not meant to be but also right around the time when um men's real american baseball was coming back the national women's soccer league had a like very very successful bubbled tournament where all the uh teams went to salt lake city utah and just for a month, they were bubbled, all of the teams, and played, you know, like a dozen games. And they had no cases of uh, coronavirus. And one of the other, like, really positive things was that the Players League had negotiated a contract. So if you played, you got paid and, you know, like, it was fine. But if you decided, like, I am a player and I do not want to go to Salt Lake City and be in a bubble for a month, you're on the team and you still got paid for being on the team. And it was for me, like, sort of like feeling like a little bit of a ghost because Hmm. I'm gathering as I'm trying to get more into women's soccer that women's sports do not get a lot of um, like popular sport attention because like it did not come up at all um, when uh, different sports networks like talking about um ways to do you know like ways baseball could could do things like it never never came up uh that like oh hey the women's soccer team just did an okay job um at doing a tournament without uh putting people at risk that said like they did have some like rich people like with real soccer like you have to do a lot of capitalism to get things done so they did have like you know like one or two really wealthy people able to finance like flying people out privately Mm. and staying in a like hotel for the whole month but it like just doesn't come up in regular sports coverage but that that was i i caught a little bit of those games and that like fulfilled a sort of like primal sport uh instinct uh in me uh to be able to catch some of those games even though obviously like i uh didn't didn't leave my house and i didn't uh go out to salt lake city (laughs) um do, do you think there's like a like primal sport urge uh in you or like in americans that uh baseball is a 
fulfilling for you? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's a sport urge. For me, it's a number of things. I mean, one of it is one of the things is just that it's fun to root for a team. So that 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 has like I guess that's a, that's a sport urge. But um, I, one of the other things is I just I I enjoy the um I, I like the, like the presentation and the the mythology of it. And it's also there is a game aspect of it where you're you're betting not real money, but you're betting your fake money on um uh, on matches. And if you get enough money, then you are able to purchase votes that you can put in to change the rules of baseball for the next season. Um, like, for instance, one of the rule changes for this, this past playoffs that happened this past weekend was a certain number of uh, of teams won the ability to have like a fourth strike. Uh, so now they have to get four strikes in order to, to um, get out instead of three. So there's like a gaming aspect where where you try to figure out like okay what's the what's the thing we want to put our we want to put our votes into what do we think would benefit our team in the next season and so people putting their heads t- together on on the Discord and I don't know if it's like a sports instinct or anything like that because in some ways it's like similar to watching a game show or watching like American Idol or The Voice or something like that mm-hmm. um, like coming together to root for someone um, so yeah I don't know I. Uh, I don't think this is going to change me into a person who actually cares that much about sports. Well, now that you, well, I don't want to put things into the earth, but now that I know more about uh, baseball, mm. it's not so scary after all. But it, yeah, <laughs> I'm not getting too close. It, it can be a little scary sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a period yesterday where the site kept crashing, and then when it came back, it was just a rotating image of a peanut with the uh, text in red "blasphemy" underneath it. <laughs> Yeah, like this is, uh, I guess, a bit of a throwback, but like, I, I don't know if baseball is an augmented reality game or um, there was a time the This Is Not Tom was a thing back in, I guess, like 2009 or whatever. And YouTube had a thing with the like Lonely Girl 13 sort of like. I think there are elements of that. You could follow those things and solve puzzles. And I'm not very good at puzzles. And there's something about being in the midst of like an active augmented reality game that to me is just very unsettling. And so I prefer to uh, get the information sort of secondhand as opposed to like be be right there on the edge on the front lines hmm. uh, because there's like a hollowness and a scariness uh, to getting too close. That is interesting. I have the I have the kind of opposite. <laughs> For instance, I was very deeply into the pronunciation book ARG when that was going on. Like uh, that was very much my jam. I don't know if you remember that. But the, the problem is like for a lot of ARG puzzles I don't like have the head for. Like they're not the kind of thing that I um, am good at solving. So um, like you have to like hack into things and like run patterns through spectrographic analysis or whatever. Not not really something that I, uh, I, I I'm I'm good at doing. So I even when I was like part of that, I felt more like an observer. But I'm here because it's less about puzzles. It's more about like you're you're gambling and then trying to put your votes into something. Like one of the things is like a lot of people were like, should we should we put our votes into um like one of the one of the decrees that you could vote for was just peanuts. It just said peanuts and no one knew what that meant. We ended up enacting it and the full consequences of that have yet to fully reveal themselves. I think there's now a mechanic in the game where you can buy peanuts and eat them. And I don't really know what it means or does, but uh, you had a part in that. I did. I did. Cause I put, I put votes into that. And now there's now one of them is um, interviews, get to know the players. 
<laughs> and I kind of want I kind of want that because I want I want to meet the characters that are playing these baseball games. Like I want to know more about uh, the mysterious and powerful Jessica Telephone. I see. I do see that appeal because, like, by you the community and I guess you the Tom wanting to know that you're sort of like also creating the character of Jessica Telephone by wanting to know more about them. You you are like creating them, which I think is a really a lot of other you know tv movies that are produced things you don't get that as immediate of a like say so in their creation yeah there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good fan art out there too yeah the way they've chosen to draw jessica telephone is like she has a she has like an old rotary telephone like at her hip and then like the the cord connects to her bat See, i would i would have gone with the telephone is her head but yeah that's <laughs> that's not as good that's that works too probably harder <laughs> to play the play the game yeah, anyhow, um, we had an action item from a month ago. We did. Was it roll the dice? Yeah, it was like, let the dice decide what you do. I did that. And I don't think I did that at all. Sorry. Did you have any interesting results from doing it? Not really um, that I can quickly come up with, but I, I will say that it is a good technique for me when I am feeling like either very paralyzed or very like low mo- motivation to just like, it's not in my hands and I have something external that is making the decision and it's helpful uh so it's not too late uh to let the dice decide (laughs) if you haven't already maybe i'll attempt to incorporate that into my vacation planning (laughs) yeah um i don't think i have a future action item but i do have a um I have an update on Ooh. Pokemon Smile Ooh. because uh, as I was listening to our, our last episode, um, my relationship with Pokemon Smile was uh, a bit contentious because I didn't know how to play it. And there were very uh, sort of vague instructions that the app gives you for how to play it. Um, and in the past month, I've learned how to do it. <laughs> um, so I'm now much, much more successful in uh, catching the tiny Pokemon that live in my teeth and fighting off the purple animated plaque that also live in my teeth and are enemies. Hmm. Turns out, spoilers for Pokemon Smile, it doesn't actually care how well you are brushing your teeth the camera only needs to see your teeth or your mouth and see your toothbrush and see that you are making like a circular motion in front of your mouth with your toothbrush and that causes um you you get like um hats that you wear on your head and um you you know you get to choose like a starter pokemon and then you get more hats um that are you know like EVs or mucks or, you know, different Pokemon as you go on, um, and they shoot out little attacks as you brush your teeth. So um, the secret to Pokemon Smile, I have discovered, uh, is that it doesn't actually have anything to do with how well I am brushing my teeth, but it is just a, like, very basic capturing of, like, the, the motions that I am making. But I have still been brushing my teeth. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the purpose of it is to like make you brush better. I think it's to make you brush m- when you're supposed to. That's true, but th- again, the thing I was running into is that because it does not give you any instruction to tell you like how you are doing, if you're just like 
you know, I'm just like brushing my teeth with the app and I want to catch a Pokemon. But if you're not doing the right motion that it doesn't pick up on, you know, that it considers brushing your teeth motion, your your little Pokemon hat, mine is a Bulbasaur, <laughs> like my Bulbasaur isn't shooting out its like leaf blades through the whole time. So again, what is the point of me brushing my teeth if my Bulbasaur is not shooting out its leaf blades? So now that I know that, I can like fake my way through uh, a minute of brushing very powerfully and then I will I will like catch my Pokemon and then I will go back now that I've started um, and actually like brush my teeth the rest of the way once I've gotten my Pokemon for the night. You mentioned Muck. Is Muck specifically one of the Pokemon that's in the game? Uh, you, yeah, so you can catch all the 150 original Pokemon and then the hats. I don't know how they decide who the like your hat Pokemon are. Mm. There's the Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, uh, Pikachu, like sort of starters. And then they just sort of start coming. There's Geodude. The, the way I found uh, my my secrets out is I watched like some YouTube <laughs> Pokemon people um, doing like how you do a speed run through the game. Ah, uh, um, good, good. <laughs> and, and yeah, so eventually um, you can get like a Mew a hat. Um, I think that's the like sort of like rarest or most final uh, achievement hat you can get. They They sort of like just kind of pop up. That's really what I like about the game is that like it doesn't punish you for missing a day or it, well, they won't let you catch the Pokemon, um, but it doesn't like tell you when you're not getting something. It just like, ah, you've brushed your teeth today and you get uh, a hat. We're not telling you why, but <laughs> you get a hat. So it's very positive uh, motivation. Yeah, it's like um, it's like random reinforcement. <laughs> yeah, like like the, the little uh, mouse experiments when you like you give them rewards, but only sporadically. It mm. makes them more motivated all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of sinister, but yeah, I find it. There are some Pokemon that I don't think I would want to think of them as being like in my teeth and like having them in my teeth as being connected to dental health, like Muck or Grimer or I don't know, but. Hey, if it works, it works. <laughs> I will say uh, the, the sort of like terrifying element that Pokemon Smile brings to every gameplay is that um, they are coming at your teeth covered in like purple plaque. Mm. And whenever like the Pokemon of the day comes, it is it's a creepy premise anyway, but like <laughs> they have your little animated teeth that you're cleaning out um, and then like out of the shadows uh, covered in purple plaque shadows will come your Pokemon of the day. Um, and like, for example, if it's like Mr. Mime, you'll just see like glowing red Mr. Mime eyes covered in the purple shadows. And then like you have to very or I have to very, very quickly like attack that to clear away all the shadows because um, if you've run out of time, then you don't catch the Pokemon and you're just left with like a terrifying shadow, Mr. Mime, for example. <laughs> huh, yeah. Hmm. So uh, I guess our theme this week is games with terrifying horror elements. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's sports, right? Yeah, yeah. What is a game if not... <laughs> A way to release safely, controlled, uh, a little bit of the terrifying elements that plague us. Mm, during the time that we um, have been talking, my team, the Moist Talkers, have lost <laughs> against the Garages, which I have mixed feelings about because I knew they were going to lose, so I bet on the Garages. But 
still, I want the talkers to win. Yeah. Um, I do have an action item, which is to go to baseball.com, uh, which is baseball, which is like an extra L thrown in between the B and the A, the first B and the first A, baseball, and uh, sign up and uh, pick your team. I'm not going to really pressure anyone in any, any particular direction, but Canada Moist Talkers are the best team in the league, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, start um, participating in the cultural event of baseball. Would you say to listeners that it will improve their lives? Um, I don't. I don't think it can possibly make your life worse. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes that's about as good as it gets these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think at the very least you're going to break even. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. So um, I think that's good. Okay. Well, uh, stay distant. Go the distance. <laughs>